There are really numerous different categories of items that require Seamus. Each one has their own halachas. We'll go start by listing the various categories, and we'll go through one, each one one by one. So the first type of Seamus thing that requires Seamus is the name of Hashem. The second type is a Sefer Torah or any other part of Tanakh which is written on a parchment. The third one is Svarim, Svarim, Sukkim, or any other Torah content. And the fourth one is anything which is really coming to service these and the above items we just mentioned. We'll get there. <laughs> so starting with the name of Hashem. The Pasuk, after describing the obligation to destroy Avodah Zarah, says, Hashem after you, So you should destroy Avodah Zarah, but you should not do that to Hashem. What does it mean you should not destroy Hashem? Of course you can't destroy Hashem if you wanted to. The Gemara in Makkah's Shabbos and a couple and uh, some Medrash also says that it means that you should not just erase one of, ha- one of Hashem's names. Erasing even one letter of Hashem's names would be included in this prohibition of Leisasun Kein Lashem Elekechem. There are seven names of Hashem. Erasing any of those or one letter of any of those names is a violation of this prohibition. Um, therefore, the Gemara says, and Ben Alacha, you can't even shouldn't even write Hashem's name out of a sefer because it's going to likely come to a place where you're going to where it's going to be thrown out, and that would be a problem. Therefore, you shouldn't. Aside from the fact that you can erase it, you have to be careful not to write it in a place where it's going to come to be erased. Uh, common problem sometimes on the on the Amid over like that it says where it says Shavisi Hashem Lenagdi Samid. In some shul, they actually write out the full name Yud K Vav K, the full four letter name, and then someone's taking a picture of something going on in shul, and that picture ends up in the magazine, and then ends up in the garbage or somewhere else. Um, the common problem is people be careful that, when you, that, that whatever you're writing or taking pictures of does not contain the name of Hashem. Tesis in Avedazara says that not only can you not erase, if you have a full name of Hashem, you can't erase one letter of it, that we know that. Tesis in Avedazara says that if you have the name, the, uh, the four-letter name of Hashem, the name of Hashem, Yudke Vavke, you can't, um, you can't erase even two letters of that name, even if they were never written out. If you have just a Yud and a He, but if you're meant for, meant for the name of Hashem, right, to eventually fi- finish it off, you can't erase even two letters of that name. Taking this a step further, <coughs> the true suggestion comes along and says that if there used to be that in Sadurim, instead of Hashem's name, they'd write two Yuds, says, well, a Yud is part of Hashem's name, and you mean to represent Hashem's name. And since you mean to represent Hashem's name, you're erasing a letter which is coming from the name of Hashem. And therefore, the true session says it's better not, he says, it doesn't say it's also, but he says, if, unless it's a serif, God, unless it's a great need, one should not erase a Yud which is representing the name of Hashem. Taking this one step further, the Piskei... I don't know why they wrote it like that, but he says, be careful not, to, you, should, you shouldn't erase it. It's better than, probably better than actually writing, erasing Yudke Vavke. Okay, right, Yudke Vavke, then Isha Dere. So this is what he called is, you could even said you could even do it if you had a great need, but you should, it's the right. Two Yuds or one Yud? Well, he's talking about, he's talking about two Yuds, which is not even from Hashem, Hashem Vashem, but it's representing that which is in the... And now, commonly, you write one letter, right? Just that. We'll get to that, that's, that, yeah. So the, the Piskei says that now we write that Hey, in our Sederim instead, he said, it's the same problem. The Hey is also from a letter of Hashem's name, and therefore, it, again, it's much, much, much better than actually throwing out or erasing Hashem's name, but they say you should not, you, sh- you, should, you should not um, destroy it, you should not throw it out in a disgraceful place, even that letter, Hey, by itself, because that is a representing, it's one letter that's come from Hashem's name and is representing Hashem's name. <coughs> the question now comes like this. What if you, some people write, Emir Hashem, they write Aleph Yud Hey. Right? The hey is representing Hashem. Hashem. And it's a letter from Hashem's name. 
the big discussion fight is can, can you write, should you write that in a letter? And if you do have a letter like that, are you allowed to, or any other piece of paper, are you allowed to throw it out? Or does it require Geniza? So the, the, some people want to say, like, we just, the build-up we just said, that one second, that's no different than the hay in the, anywhere else, or the two years, or anything else like that, and should require Geniza. Um, on the other hand, some place can want to argue, no, no, when we write Aleph Yud Hey, we don't mean Aleph Yud and then Yud Kei Vav Kei. We mean Aleph Yud and then Hashem, Hey Shem Mem. Our shorthand of writing Hashem is Hey. You don't mean to actually write the name of Hashem with that. On the other hand, other place can you know, Moshe wasn't so apparently convinced by that argument, and he, you know, he seemed to say that it, yeah, it can mean the name of Hashem. Ramesh said, if someone were to write Aleph Yud Hey Shin, then it's clear what you mean. In that case, he said there'd be no problem. Bottom line, the place can say that since we, um, most of us mean Hashem, and then Hashemem, one could see one could throw it out if you have a letter like that. But they say it's better not to write it um, in a, on a piece of paper that's going to be thrown out. If you if you get it like that, if you have it like that, you know the place can seem to be saying you could throw it out. But it'd be better not to write it like a tchila, like that. If you're having it on a piece of paper that's going to end up anyways in Shemus, it's not a problem. But to write it stam, so that's why some people do not write, you know, Gezhe um, or Alfut Hay in a regular letter that's going to be thrown out. The next level is a Sefer Terah. The Gemara Megillah says that if someone has a Sefer Terah, which is possible, no longer usable, must be um, if you bur- buried in an earthenware container and preferably next to a Tamakachim. Why do we have to bury it in an earthenware container? That will keep it much, preserve it much longer, and will keep it from disintegrating. And since the Sefer Torah has that high level of Kedusha, we want it to preserve it as long as possible. Um, today, I think the earthenware containers aren't so common, and they have non-degradable plastics that work just as well. I think that's the minute when it comes to burying the Sefer Torah, that they have these special plastics, special they, they use that they'll... Right, okay. But in places where, the, where that comes to that, we'll get to... People have puzzle tarot. We're trying to make a collection of... Many no, it's better. Theoretically, if someone has a puzzle tarot and they can keep it in a safe place, it's much better than putting it in the ground. Putting it in the ground is, is, is something we do when we don't... You can't... There's nothing else to do with it. But if you look at the, the Cairo Geniza, for example, they didn't stick that in the ground. They kept everything in a safe place. Just out of... Wherever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, also, be careful. Maybe it's possible they don't want people coming to use it by accident. And today we wrapped the we wrapped the, on the outside of the safe tire. Wrapped the 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 what? The around the outside of the sign. That's possible, but maybe they're scared people are going to make mistakes. The, some people buried it. They don't have place for it. I don't know. Question is, what is included in this um, in this special category of things that require an earthenware container or today the special plastic to make sure it did not. Um, disintegrate. So the Prima Gadam, quoted by the Mishnah Brewer, says it's not only a Sefer Torah, but it's all Tanakh, which is written on a parchment. Any sort of Tanakh, you have the Torah, so they write on a parchment or anything like that, that would require to be buried in this special way. Included in that is any parishes of um, Mezuzah or Tzolim that you're possible, you're no longer using, and you want to put it in Shemus. You can't just stick it in the regular box and then it's going to end up with all, everything else on the ground has to be set aside specifically and using find a way to get the special plastic and then bury it in the proper way. What about a Sefer Megillah that's written on parchment? So a Sefer Megillah is written on parchment. Hmm? Yeah. Good question, I'm not sure. It should be part of Tanakh. It should be, should be part of Tanakh. I, I think it would. I, yeah, I don't want to say, yeah. 
No, so we're gonna, the Gemara, the Gemara is not. This is the Gemara has to be put in Shemus. When there's never not, we're not discussing to be. The Gemara says that we be klikers. What has that special level of being in an earthenware container, of being buried in a way that's not going to disintegrate? That is only, is only Sefer Torah and Tanakh is written on a cloth. In the right type of plastic, yeah, yeah. Really? Yeah. This is not helping me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the beginning to cover. I told you. <laughs> no, no, really, someone's not supposed to put film in their plane. They should put it aside. Why are you? Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. It's, presumably, presumably, the girls should require that also. Yeah, I th- uh, uh, yeah, presumably. What else is included in this prohibition of throwing out or destroying, aside from Sefer Torah and Tanakh we just saw? So the Mishnah in Shabbos says all Kisvei Kodesh, all holy writings, it can be saved from a, a fire on Shabbos. And the Mishnah says, and they also require, they also must be put in Shemus. Now the, the Mishnah was pr- presumably referring to Torah Shabbat Sav, that's what was permitted to be written down. However, the Rishonim, Tosis, and the Rush point out that today, where we are allowed to write down all Torah Shabbat Peh, now, everything is included in that category. Any Torah Shabbat is included in that category. Therefore, all of our Svarim, any Sefer, which conclude, includes in it Torah ideas, thoughts, anything, which is a Sefer you learn from, is included in this idea and must be put into Seamus. A Sefer. A Sefer, yes. A Sefer, which is, un- a sefer, which is unusable. At that point, it must be put in Seamus. question is, what are you allowed to put into Seamus? In other words, you have, we said a Sefer, which is, a sefer which is unusable, you can put in Seamus. Now, you want to take a good, usable Sefer, you're just not, not using it anymore. Are you sticking it into Seamus? We pointed out before, Seamus is not necessarily the most lechatzchilic thing to be doing. Things. You're sticking, taking a safer and you're sticking it in the ground. If it's unusable, it's ripped, it's torn, whatever, and you're not, it's, can, you can't use it anymore, clearly you can put it into Seamus. What if you have a new one? You have one you're just not using. Are you allowed to stick that into Seamus? So lechatzchilic can say you should not be putting new svarim, usable svarim, into Seamus. However, especially with the now that everything is so mass printed and we have so many Svarim flying around, they do come, they, the place can do have a couple of leniencies. They say, first of all, if you get a new print of something, you're allowed to take the old print um, and put it into the Seamus. That's one case. They say, also, if you have Svarim, which you know you are never going to use again, you're, whatever, it's stuff you are not going to use. Really, you should try to get stuff, find someone else to use it. Don't run to stick it into Seamus. Find someone else to, who's going to take it, put it up, you know, make it hefker, ask who anyone wants it. If you want, they, in, in Lakewood, they have all the branches all over the place now, they have capital Svarim, will take your Svarim, and they figure out exactly what can be, what, what is usable, and other someone will use it. The best thing, you should not be running to stick Svarim on the ground. You have something, which these, all these solutions are not going to work. And no, it is not literally going to do nothing. The Rabbi Ashif says already that today, with our mass printing, one could be lenient and bury such a safer, but that should be a last resort. Price can point out, if you have a very usable safer, that you would use, but the, the, the cover's falling off. So you want to buy a new one. Please say, bind it. Don't, don't run to stick it into the ground. You know, first bind it if that's not feasible. And then you can, maybe you can buy a new one and put that one in Seamus. But otherwise, your first option should always be to keep hold onto this farm or have someone have use for them and not stick them into the ground. So the only thing has to go into a sure is an earthenware vessel. Torah or Tefillin, Zuzah, that type of item? Yeah, yeah. Written on a yeah, only, only Tanakh written on a cloth. And everything else that needs to go in the shame. This can go, yeah. Can go buried. They do say, even earthenware containers, I don't know how it's buried, they do say in general that it, should, it shouldn't be buried like straight into the ground, it should be 
covered with, you know, some sort of plastic or something. Not, not like this non-very but it's you know, just not like dumped in to the ground. It should be in, in some sort of container. Um, just to, we want, do want to slow down as much as possible the process of it disintegrating, even regular shamus. You know, yeah, the special din of, of a klicharis you need for, for a safer and other things, but the, in general, we, don't, we, don't, we, want, we want this stuff to last as long as possible, even in the ground. So what is included in this idea of kisfei kardash, we said that of svarm that have to be buried. So it doesn't mean just a whole bound safer. It really means any piece of paper which contains on it a Torah thought or idea. Anything like that, Torah, we require Seamus. It, it bothers me sometimes the, the schedule the shul prints out, so one page has all the information, and then the second page has the Torah from Ray Haber. I don't know who sticks them in the garbage. Maybe it's James or something. I don't know what it is, because I find them in the garbage all the time. It drives me nuts. Um, is it Tara in there? It's Tara. It can't be in the garbage. You can take off the paper and stick that the back paper into Seamus. I don't know if we need to know what time in Chimera it should go in Seamus. But the other piece of paper that says that has a Tara in the parsha should, of course, be going into Seamus. Same goes for um, any Torah sheets. Your kids come home from school. If they come home and there's Sukkim of Chumash in there, there's, there's even question and answers, which are describing what goes on in Chumash. There's you know, you're just shock of a tire of the Gemara, or the Gemara itself, of course, or Parsha sheets, and describing what went on in the Parsha. These are all Divrei Torah, and Divrei Torah cannot be thrown out. They have to be put into Seamus. This is only true if the actual Torah thoughts or ideas. If you have pictures depicting what went on in the Torah, you have, you know, a kid comes home with a nice, beautiful drawing of Vashti with pimples and a tail, etc. That does not require Seamus. just depicting something that went on in the Torah, and that you can throw out, and you should throw out. You shouldn't stick it in. At least repeat that a second time. <laughs> yeah, okay. This one we can have like a, oh, if they add a whole building for shame. So all artwork which is not re- does not have any words of Torah on it does not require shame. Good. Thank you. It's a full bracha. I'm not sure. You have to. You have to know what the source of the PJ Library books. Also, things which are written yeah, from funny right. sources. Things which are written from funny sources also have their own status, which you know, for now. But but things which you have to know who's writing them and what their intent in writing them is also. How about a luach? Well, what? A luach. So it depends what's in there. If there is halachas in there, then you should throw it out. If it's just the times, right? You know, the, 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 the magnets... No, the, the, the magnets that say what time candlelighting is and everything, those you can throw out. There's no, there's no halach in them, there's no brach in them, nothing. The, the luach that you... There's a luach that has all the halach, the esoteric luach, that has all the halachs in there, that's, that, that's filled with terror. That should be put into shame. So there's tons of terror in there, it should be put into shame. The art, all this is about, about individual pieces of paper which are copied and stuff like that, or printed, the is a lenient opinion out there who said that since most people when they do these things had no intention to make it holy, they know it's going to be thrown out, there is a lenient opinion that says that these things can be nicely double wrapped and, and stuck into the garbage. You still have to treat it respectfully. You can't just stick it in the garbage with all your eggshells and chicken bones. But if you wrap, double wrap it nicely, there is an opinion like that. From what I've seen, most Paiskim, both here and in, and in Eritrell, do not do not necessarily follow that, that, that opinion. It's such an opinion, but it does not seem to be widely followed. Or Ravalski or Heinemann over here both say all those things that I just mentioned do require Seamus, the homework sheets and everything like that, and the tests, those do requ- they seem to say it does require Seamus. What about... Yes, it's a lot of stuff. Yes, I'm just quoting Dr. Weissman at this point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. Yes, that is true. Um, 
What about the Jewish newspapers that contain articles of Torah? You have the Ahmadiyya, the Mishpacha, the Bina. They're mostly news and articles, but in the beginning, they very often will have a couple pages with some different Torah. Do those require Shemus? So there are... Th- no. <laughs> there are three. There are three opinions. It's <laughs> getting right over here. There are three opinions in the Pesukim about how to go about this. There is an opinion in the Pesukim that says, "What do you mean? They're different Torah, and they're part of the whole thing." Of course, you can't throw them out. You guys take them, take the entire. If you want, take the entire newspaper and stick it into Seamus. There's another opinion that says, "Well, the different Torah in there requires Seamus, but all the current events and all the things you don't have to. You know, the Seamus doesn't require all the analysis of of Russia invading Ukraine and COVID restrictions and all that. That does not belong in Seamus, and your your ads for your Pesach hotels, all that does not belong in Seamus. And instead, you should cut out the different Torah and put those in Seamus, and the rest of the newspaper should go into the garbage. There is a more lenient opinion, which seems to be relatively widely accepted as sure in America, which for the more lenient for a couple combination of reasons. First of all, they say newspapers are the newspaper whole is mostly made for reading the news and the article is not made for reading the terror. It's they stick it in there but it's not necessarily made for reading terror. Second of all they say that other idea we mentioned before that the printer is never really made to give meant to give it to the Kedusha of Terra, which is the same that we mentioned before. Here you have a couple of additional reasons to be lenient. And third of all, they say, I'm not sure what this means exactly, but basically they say, when you're reading a newspaper, you're not really learning. You're reading. I'm not sure what that means exactly, but that's an additional swear that the place can say why there's more room to be lenient on the newspapers. Therefore, there are many places can say if you double wrap the newspapers using a combination of these three swears, um, and they're not going to treat it disgracefully, one could put them in the garbage. What's even better is that if you double wrap them, and don't actually put them in the garbage. Leave them next to the garbage can in a way that the non-Jewish garbage man is the one who's putting them in the garbage. That place seems to would even be um, much more preferred. That way you're not even putting in the garbage yourself and you're making sure it's not going to, you know, by double wrapping it, it's not going to get smushed with everything else. That would be... You know, huh? You, you, you get, if your stuff's not in the garbage, you're not going to take your garbage. Okay, uh, I'm just saying if one is able to, that would be the most preferred way of doing it. Because he did that, he says the garbage within the recycling so recycling is even, pro- I would imagine it's even better because there's less schmutz in there. But again, it still has to be double wrapped. And if you're able to stick it out, you know, outside the actual garbage can, and said uh, that's, that are those who are machmer more than that, but that seems to be well, uh, pretty widely accepted. Yes, yes. Right, say it again. <laughs> um, any paper that has a pasuk is, of course, considered to be divrei Torah and cannot be thrown out. We're getting late, so we'll, deal with, we'll talk to the questions after. Um, any, that has, uh, any, any paper that has a pasuk in it is, of course, has the material. Now, I to throw that out. The, the, the Rambam actually brings down. There used to be the minhag where they write psukim onto their talus, and they would also take, they would also go to the talus and go into the bathroom. So now we don't go into we don't go into the bathroom with talisim, so it's not such a problem. But it used to be they would go into the bathroom with talisim. Rambam says you can't write a pasuk on or a bracha on the back of your talus because you're going to take it into a um, a place which is not appropriate for, for a bracha. Therefore, the place can learn from here that from any part of a pasuk is considered to be, um, is considered to have, uh, have kedusha and cannot be what requires shamus. What's considered to be a pasuk? You don't need the entire pasuk, Pesach can say. Pesach can say as long as you have three words from the pasuk, that is enough to be considered a pasuk to have the kedusha that can't be thrown out. If you have two words, but they have meaning onto themselves, you have vidibarta bum, right? It's a phrase onto itself has meaning in those two words, then even those two words together are already problematic. If you have three, if you have, um, three, le- three words, even if there's no meaning in them, the fact that there's three words from a pasuk in a row, that would require 
Shemus. So, example, you should not write on your Shalchmanis a nice little sticker like Yehudim Haysa'ayo. That is three words from Pasuk and Tanakh, and that's going to make a lot of problems for people. Don't write that on your, on your Shalach Manus. What about sometimes people put on to their invitations? Kol Sasem, Kol Simcha, all these things. It's more than three words from Pasuk. question is, are you allowed to do that? If you get an invitation, what do you have to do with that? So there are a couple <coughs> approaches the Pais can have to be lenient in the, um, on that Pasuk. One is that you want to say that a Pasuk is only a problem when you me- intend for the Pasuk. When you mean it just as an eloquent way of talking, you know, a, ni- a nice way of saying, we're making a chasana, but it has absolutely no relation to the words of the Pasuk, right? The Pasuk is talking about what's going on, what, the, what will be one day in Yerushalayim has nothing to do with your chasana. It's just a nice way of talking that we're, gonna make, we're making a chasana. There is, some place can want to say you can be lenient on that basis. It's a question exactly how to apply that idea. When do you mean... When do you mean the Pasuk and when do you mean something else? It's not always so clear. Um, the another solution discussed in the Paiskim is not writing the Pasuk in, in, a, in a row. So if you write two words, Kol and then somewhere else or under, you write Kol Simcho, you write it as an arch, right? So you're not writing it in a row. Another avenue of leniency does the Paiskim take that, um, to write these Pasukim? Again, that, that's controversial, that idea about writing the row. That, that necessarily helps. Not everyone agrees to that. Rav Meisha Feinstein, Rosh Hashanah, and Orbach, Rav Yashim, when they were asked about it, they all said on their kids' invitations, they kept that all psukim. Why, why get involved in these things? They thought, they thought it was a better idea not to do this at all. When someone does get an invitation, based on the as far as we just said, it does seem there is room to um, not to put it into Shemus, even though it contains psukim. Again, it probably should be double wrapped um, or something like that before you throw it out, just so it gets treated respectfully. Um, are those, again, who will tear out the top of the invitation, they say, wait a minute, the Pesach in there, the Pesach in there, and, and does belong does in Shemus. I don't think it makes a difference. The, the, part, the point is that it shouldn't get, like, you shouldn't put it in the garbage, and then three seconds later, pour in it, you know, your, your, your leftover chalmed, and then, you know, that, um, that's the idea over there. Um, by far, not only the actual words of the Sefer considered to be Kadosh, but the entire Sefer has Kadosh. In other words, not just the actual paper that has on it the divritea, but once it becomes the entire safer, the cover requires Seamus. The binding recovers Seamus. If you have empty papers in there, sometimes you have like an uh, uh, empty page at the beginning of the safer. That becomes part of the safer, and the entire safer requires Seamus. Question is, what happens when you're um, binding a safer? So you stick the drill in, and then that little, you have like that ream of thing that comes out at the bottom of that, that does that require Seamus? Or I make my chadar sheets every morning for the quarter dafshir, and I hole punch them. Right? Now, what happens to the hole punches? Are they considered part of the paper that contains the material which requires Seamus? So the patients say it depends on, <laughs> on at what point you, you make the binding. They say that if you make the binding before you ever learn from it, then we say you, there was never intention that, that should become part of the paper. But if you take a safer after you've learned from it for a while, now it's falling apart, and, and now you want to bind it. They say, so that became part of the safer that you actually used and learned from, and that has Kedusha, and if you, the drillings you should stick in the shame. It's not that much more work. It's a little drilling. <laughs> um, but, the, but if you do it before you, had it, before you ever learned from it, then we can lenient in that case that it was never really intention to be part of the safer, and it would not require shame, so you can throw in the garbage. I hope punch my sheets before anyone learns from them, so I stick the whole punches into the garbage. Um... So today we're discussing the, again, the things which are Kedusha themselves, the Sifateria, the Tefillin, the Zilis. <coughs> now we said that the last, um, the, the last category called Tashmishe Kedusha, things which are servicing all these acts of, the, all, these, all these holy items, um, these also require Shemus. Therefore, in our Kodesh, when 
shul renovates and they haven't earned kodesh, they cannot, you cannot just stick it out by the curb. It actually has to be put into shamus. That would be a, a nice, long, nice, heavy job. But, you know, sometimes the sense of... The shamus box used to be earned kodesh. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but you can't, it can't be thrown out. You have to know exactly what you can do with it. You have different levels of kedusha and what can be used for after, but the, but it cannot be put straight into. It cannot be thrown out for sure. And theoretically, if you have no other use for it, it must be buried into the ground. Um, the other question: What to do with a bookshelf that you use for a shvarm? Your shvarm shrunk. When you're done with that, can that be thrown out also? Or maybe it's like an arnkaidesh that you're keeping your shvarm on. Uh, complicated. What to do with that? If someone's done with their bookshelves, don't just throw it out. Speak to them exactly the R way around it, but you have to know exactly what you're doing, how to get around it, that it can be used for other uses or thrown out after. Um, the, your, the velvet tulum bag that keeps your tulum in there, I can say that's considered Tashmishe Kedusha, and that should go into Shamus. Um, the outer bag, the plastic that, the, the, that I have on the outside of it, that is already double removed, and it does not require Seamus. Again, place them safe. If it's obvious that it's a film bag and everyone knows what you use it for, then it should be like, you know, wrapped nicely before you throw it out. It just shouldn't be obvious you're throwing something out which has, um... I said it's film. It's film. Like, it's film like, uh, the talus, the talus bag can also, can, does not have any, even the velvet talus bag, since the talus is not considered a holy item. It's, a, it's considered a, a mitzvah item. We'll get to that difference in 30 seconds. But the, a, a film bag, which is considered a holy item, the velvet bag requires shamus. The outer bag does not require shamus. Again, if it's obvious what it is, you should put it into, uh, you should double wrap it before you throw it out. Um, regarding mitzvah item, regarding Tzitzis is probably the most common case. So, the guarding the strings of the tzitzis, um, there are, um, the are those. The, you, the basic halacha is that they can be put into a double bag, they can put in a bag, double wrapped, and thrown out. There are those who will are machmer to stick it into Seamus. Um, regarding the, the beggar, the actual, the, the, the actual thing that goes on top of you, not the, 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 not the strings, the, the rest of the, the, the cloth, that does not require Seamus. Again, since it's obvious what it is, you should best that you and since you use uh, as a mitzvah, one should double wrap that and before sticking it in the garbage, but does not require it to actually go into Seamus. Can't you just touch it?